You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about fantasy football and NFL at large for SportingNews.com. We're back here. It's a slower time in the NFL news cycle, and you can check out all the articles I have leading up to the NFL draft on SportingNews.com and Twitter at Vinny Iyer and Facebook as well as Vinny Iyer. So check out all the content there, but we're going to change gears a little bit as we're a bit of a holding pattern in terms of things changing dramatically for the way we view fantasy football. We've talked a lot about free agency and the moves and things that have happened there. You can check out the Pat's podcast for that. And now this is putting it all together based on the consensus early rankings there for Dynasty in 2018. Now, Dynasty is looking beyond this season coming up, but there's not much out there in terms of uh, consensus rankings, but Fancy Pros does have the list there of the top quarterbacks, and that's what we're going to look at today. They're updated through Sunday, so we have a good indication of what we're looking at so far going in, how things have kind of reset from free agency maybe from where they ended last year going into the upside of this year. So some big changes across the board. We still have several variables there that uh, we're thinking about with the NFL draft and all those quarterbacks there. But for now, when you look at Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen and uh, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Mason Rudolph, these five potential guys that are going to go in the first round of the real draft here – I think they're off the radar, and not necessarily all of them are going to start. In fact, uh, you're looking at maybe the minority starting there for sure among these quarterbacks. So they're off the radar for now, and so are those teams maybe that have some question marks uh, going in with shaky starters. So you don't look at those uh, situations quite yet but we can start at the top here and it's not a surprise who's still on top here on these consensus rankings Aaron Rodgers still number one the injury and the age are a bit of a concern but he's still Aaron Rodgers he loses Jordy Nelson but when you look at this uh Devontae Adams is locked in there Jimmy Graham a touchdown maker has joined the fray so that's going to help him boost his touchdown total you look overall Passing game, Randall Cobb, still there for now. I think they'll add another receiver at some point. But Rodgers, a little bit changed supporting cast when you look at the two rookies. He didn't play much with last year, too, in the backfield there. And Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. So he'll have those guys helping him out as well as the Packers have more answers there. So when you look at Rodgers, uh, I think taking into account all the factors – He's the safest to return. What you see is what you get there. A little bit of deviation in terms of what's around him, but he's just that talented. And sometimes the number one talent is also the number one fantasy player. That's clear with Rodgers here. Now, 
you look at uh, the next guy on the list, this makes a lot of sense, is Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz still very young. He's coming off the knee injury, but we know what a quarterback he was in fantasy before that sense. So when you look at Wentz and uh, his abilities, it really just comes down to health. At this point, Nick Foles we saw was viable at times when Wentz was down, definitely viable in Super Bowl 52 in that victory. But Wentz still has a lot of high upside here, tools to a very exciting, explosive Eagles offense. They did lose Trey Burton. They did lose Torrey Smith. But this is a team that still has a lot of firepower with Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, and the other receivers. So Wentz makes sense there as the number two. Now keep in mind, because this is a dynasty look, we have uh, some of the older quarterbacks are down. So we're looking for the wheelhouse of age and talent and production here when you trying to establish a guy that you want to keep from longer term in your dynasty league. The next guy is Russell Wilson. Now, he's a hard one to me. I think in the short term, there are some concerns here because no Jimmy Graham, a lot of touchdowns taken away, no Paul Richardson, a big play threat gone, no Luke Wilson either. They're still trying to figure out their backfield, who's going to help there. But we know this team still is not in a great position to run the ball. We know how high Wilson finished the season because he was throwing, 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 running, 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 doing everything for the Seahawks. But still in his prime here, still kind of like what Rodgers was a few years ago in that real position to chuck a lot. And the defense is not as good in Seattle now with Richard Sherman leaving, Cam Chancellor's future in doubt, no more Michael Bennett. Changes all around for the Seahawks defense. So when you look at no running game still, no defense still, Wilson is looking pretty high up there. Now we look at uh, Deshaun Watson and He's next, and we know why. He lit it up. He probably would have finished in a QB1 status in the top five had he stayed on the field and healthy. Unfortunately, he had that injury, non-game injury with the ACL that took him down. But we know what Watson was doing. We know that the Texans have catered their offense to them. They're, they're going to change a few things they do with Watson. We still got DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, whole bunch of guys he can throw to there as well as his own legs. And this is an upside offense for sure. So upgraded offensive line so far. Good receiving talent in the backfield. They're going to have to look at a few things that tied in with C.J. Fedorowicz retiring and Ryan Griffin also coming off his share of concussion. So things there, but Watson, just the talent and the volume. Again, this Texans defense going to get J.J. Watt back hopefully, but there's still a lot of holes around there. And uh, questions enough where Watson's going to put up the numbers. Now, I think number five is a very interesting case to me here on these consensus fantasy pros dynasty rankings at quarterback and Andrew Luck. And there's a lot of ifs and buts with Andrew Luck, but if he's on track to return, I can see this for sure. The problem is right now the Colts are still trying to find some firepower. Ryan Grant and Eric Ebron, not exactly what you're looking for to up the ante for Luck here. You know he's got T.Y. Hill and he's you know he's got Jack Doyle. We know that led to some good QB1 back-end days for Jacoby Brissett. Luck is a plus talent in relation to Brissett. We know that from the past. And Luck has put up the big numbers before in fantasy. So the health is a question. I think people are going to overlook Luck quite a bit here going forward. But he still has a lot of good football left. And uh, 
he's in a good spot there at number five. And number six we look at here is Cam Newton. In Cam Newton, you look at the weaponry. It's kind of been restored here, the kind of uh, receivers he likes to throw to. You have Jarius Wright and Torrey Smith in the mix. They're going to have to maybe adjust in their running game as well. No more Jonathan Stewart. No more Andrew Norwell, left guard. So that's going to open up more rushing opportunities here for Newton. He's got to get on the same page with these new receivers, but he still's got Devin Funches, Greg Olson. They could look to add a wide receiver, tight end there of receiving impact in the draft. Still's got plenty of Christian McCaffrey. So when you look at North Turner here, they want to do the power running game as they take over that offense from Mike Shula, but... The reality is this is going to be a downfield passing team more so in that uh, Turner style. So Newton, the number six is a conservative approach for him as a ninth seed. And like, like Luck, I think it's just a little bit uh, lesser, safer type of rankings here overall. But uh, there still can't be forgotten as some uh, number one overall picks that really lit things up. Dak Prescott wasn't a number one pick. He was a fourth rounder for the Cowboys. Up and down year as a sophomore. We know he had the fantastic year with Ezekiel in the fold the year before. Still not a high volume from Elliott. He's more that, or from Prescott, he's steady. Maybe not as spectacular, but we know he can get better as a passer. They did add Alan Hearns in free agency. They still have Cole Beasley, Terrence Williams, and did not cut Des Bryant. So a lot of good things to look at there for Prescott. I think the running was actually going to help him Elliott's running and Prescott playing off that, both as a runner, more efficient quarterback. So you're going to get a steady guy. He's just not spectacular upside yet because it's such a run-heavy, run-successful team in the Cowboys that you don't feel as good about him versus Lil Luck and Newton. Then we go to Jared Goff. This one we were worried about because he lost Sammy Watkins and we weren't sure what's going to happen. Then here comes Brandon Cooks in the big trade with the Patriots for the Rams. So Jared Goff is trending back upward. We're, we know that Robert Woods was really their best receiver last year. Cooper Cup, very valuable as well. The Titans didn't get too much involved, but Todd Gurley was a big factor out of the running game. So when you look at year two of Sean McVay, a lot of things you're going to like about Jared Goff there. So these number one overall picks trending in the right direction in terms of health or what's around them. Goff really gets a legitimate guy in Cooks who can stretch the field and do some more damage. He was a better producer than Watkins was last season for the Rams. So when you look at that, uh, the Goff upside, you look at where he start, ended up last year. It's got to go up year two of McVay and with an improved weapon there on the outside in Cooks. And one more number one overall pick we'll talk about here. Number nine is Jameis Winston. And Winston was definitely disappointing last year. Mike Evans just got the big contract renewal. Deshaun Jackson was signed free agency. A bit disappointing. I think you could see more of Chris Godwin this year do some damage. Adam Fumfries, Cameron Brait, O.J. Howard. A lot of weapons there for Winston. And now Doug Martin's not on the backfield. So they're going to have to find some backfield answers. And then you look at that with Winston. It's uh, going to be very interesting going forward. To see if he can uh, continue to build here with Dirk Cutter. It's a big make or break year for both guys together. I think Winston has to show strong if Cutter's going to stick around. But no Martin there in the backfield. A lot of passing game weapons for Winston. This defense hopefully is a little bit better. They tried to upgrade the defensive line a lot. But 
you're looking at a division with the Saints and Falcons and Panthers where the points could be put up here. So Winston is still scratching the surface, I think, of what he could do there. Talking a lot about number one overall picks here, and not a surprise, they translate well into fantasy football. But if you want to know about the number one overall pick, whether it's uh, Josh Allen or Sam Darnold or maybe a surprise there, Josh Rosen, for the Browns here in 2018, you got to listen to Lockdown NFL Draft here on the Lockdown NFL Network. John Leder and Trevor Sikma do a great job breaking things down prospect-wise, all the stock watch news notes you need to know as we get closer to all teams being on the clock in the 2018 NFL Draft. Listen to Lockdown NFL Draft here on the network. Now we'll continue with our look at the kind of the second half back in QB1, QB2s here that we look at in Dynasty based on Fancy Pro's ranking so far, the updated through this weekend. You look at Jimmy Garoppolo at number 10. He's a tough nut to crack here because you look, Garoppolo, he put up some big yardage numbers. The touchdowns weren't there late. I think those can be adjusted here. He does have a good receiving back now in Jerk McKinnon. Marquise Goodwin, Pierre Garçon still in the fold. I think they could still look at another wide receiver here. George Kittle, tight end, is going to be more of a factor as a receiver. It's year two. Tight ends usually do better there. So Garoppolo is someone definitely to watch with a bullet at number 10. The next guy is Marcus Mariota at number 11. And Mariota, you look at the things that have happened. Deion Lewis is the mix, so a little bit of a better receiving back there than uh, DeMarco Murray was able to give them. So you got Derrick Henry. Deion Lewis, they still want to be a run-heavy team. Makes sense. They have a very good run-blocking line. They expect to be better defensively. But they also have some more weapons that can emerge offensively, namely Corey Davis. Had a good finish in the playoff game against the Patriots. I think he's worth that number one First-round pick from last year for the Titans. So I expect them to look at more weapons in the draft, but when you look at uh, Davis and Taiwan Taylor and some of the guys that they have there already, Mariota's in for a good year. When you look at Delaney Walker and Rashard Matthews, also in the mix still for the Titans. So new offense, all that is going to change. But remember, you have uh, Matt LaFleur coming over from the Rams, worked under Sean McVay, so you expect the numbers to bounce up in that type of a West Coast passing system. At number 12, rounding out the QB1 so far in terms of beyond 2018 is Matthew Stafford of the Lions. Still a pass-happy offense. Still's got Golden Tate and Marvin Jones Jr. Did lose Eric Ebron, but he was not doing much. Anyway, I think Kenny Galladay will be a big factor as a number three receiver this year. Change in coaching staff. But not a change in the offensive coordinator, so that's going to help Jim Bob Cooter. So stability there gets Matthew Stafford there at number 12. Now, number 13, I think, is the guy I'm going to watch. I think he's more, not higher on this list, because I think he's more looked at as a two-year type player with all the things that are happening in Minnesota's Kirk Cousins. So Kirk Cousins, I'm going to bump way up for just 2018. But when, t- when you look at it, he's on the other side of 30, a little bit downside. We don't know how long he's going to be there. We don't know how long. Other things are going to be around for the Vikings. But for now, in the short term, with the receivers he had, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, and then uh, getting Dalvin Cook out of the backfield, it looks very good for Kirk Cousins. Rounding it out with uh, what uh, Kyle Rudolph can do at tight end as well. So very good outlook here for Kirk Cousins 
2018 and think beyond that you have to look because of the age now Derek Carr is next and Carr there's still some upside there we know now he's have Jordy Nelson which kind of is frustrating because uh, Michael Crabtree and all the issues that happened there that now it's Jordy Nelson an older receiver there Amari Cooper so Carr right now we're lukewarm with and given that he's a young quarterback and he's all the way down at number 14 that tells you a lot now 15 is Tom Brady because we know that you can't really look beyond 18 for Brady's status he could be retiring at any point now he can just hang it up and say okay I'm done I don't want to do this anymore full-time put the effort in so that's what we're looking at but for now he has taken some hits he did lose Brand Cooks he lost Deion Lewis Danny Amendola, but still for now, Gronkowski is not retired there. Rob Gronkowski, we know the rumors there with uh, the tight end and uh, thinking about stepping away, pursuing an acting career, the Patriots moving on. But for now, the Patriots are standing pat there. So when you look at it still, it's Chris Hogan, Julian Edelman, James White, Rex Burkhead, Gronk, maybe a second tight end that the Patriots look for in the draft. They'll go and help left tackle. After losing Nate Solder, they might look at his successor as well. So that's something we're all going to watch. But that's why Tom Brady's 15, because you can only look at him as a one-year proposition. Now, number 16 to me is interesting. is Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs. We know the upside is pretty huge, and they're excited about it. Now with Watkins in there, with Tyree Kill, Kareem Hunt. So budding young offense there for the Chiefs. You know, Travis Kelsey is a good field stretcher as well. So Mahomes, big arm. They're going to put it to a test. I think people are going to tread lightly with Mahomes just because you don't know what you're going to get because he's a big upside, big arm guy until you see some action. But Mahomes I'm definitely excited about. And he could change really quickly. We don't really need to see much of Mahomes in the Andy Reid offense. Once he gets comfortable and throwing, I think you're going to uh, buy into Mahomes for sure. So still a bit of a project, but he's a good stash here because we know he's not on any – teams right now because we didn't see this coming right away with the Chiefs with the Alex Smith move the next guy we look at is Matt Ryan and it's interesting he's behind Tom Brady even though he's got some good years left here I think we're just looking at the Julio Jones Muhammad Sanu situation there and uh, this offense with Steve Sarkeesian didn't work out as well for Matt Ryan we know he did turn it on in year two of Kyle Shanahan so the short term Ryan is a lookout but I can see why he's behind Brady in the keeper looks in that file under the category, three more old guys that we'll look at, 18 through 20. You got uh, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, and Ben Roethlisberger. So put these all in the same category. Brees signed the two-year deal there to return to the Saints. So we know he's got probably two years if he wants to play good offense. I think the concern here was last year with the run-heavy and defensive success that the uh, Saints had, that uh, things were scaled back there for sure. So... It's a very, very interesting to see what Brees can do in a bounce back year. They're looking at other weapons here. Gave Cameron Meredith the Bears an offer sheet. So we'll see if they try to steal Meredith away from Chicago there to add another receiver. Have Ted Ginn, who had a strong year. We know Alvin Kamara was a big factor in the passing game. But you can see why Brees is down here just because of the concern of the Saints team actually being really good and not needing to, for, to, for him to chuck and not putting as much pressure on his older arm as he needs to be. Now you look at Philip Rivers, I think it's a guy that he said he could play forever, so I would bump him up a few spots here. In the short term, Rivers, 
when you look at this team, you got uh, Tyrell Williams, Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen. A lot of the weapons are intact. Hunter Henry, Antonio Gates. So when you look at that right now, I think Rivers could have a nice season here. You look overall, the Chargers could be a pretty good team. So I don't know if he's going to just be gunslinging like crazy. I think they can play defense, run, and winning games. So when it comes to reality, I think Phil Rivers might be better. But uh, in fantasy, I think Rivers is someone still to watch. He's very inconsistent and hard to trust, and I think that's why he's down here at 19 overall, even though the talent and the weapons should dictate that he should be higher. Ben Roethlisberger is at number 20, and uh, when you look at Roethlisberger and what uh, he is said, and he keeps coming back here, but the weapons are still in progress there. We'll see what they do with Martavis Bryant if they move him during the draft. Le'Veon Bell still a factor here. But Roethlisberger is up and down. We know the streak and the splits, the home and away, and all that stuff with Roethlisberger. So I still think he's got a good year of fantasy left in him. But I can see when you look at those older quarterbacks, everyone up there, that he is uh, pretty far down. and He's not even close to where Eli Manning is. But in terms of some of those contemporaries who we've trusted in fantasy for years, you can see why Roethlisberger is down. So make sure you're listening to all of the team-by-team team podcasts here on the Locked On NFL Network. We're breaking it down for your beat reports throughout the offseason, covering everything your team needs to know. And if you're looking for some great in-season stuff as well, check out what we're doing with the NBA and MLB. We're full-fledged team-by-team team accounts. It's your hub there, the Locked On Podcast Network. Now we'll close and look at the last five guys they have here listed before we get into the rookies and now you have Mitchell Trubisky at number 21 I think this guy is a little lower I think there's a lot of upside there with the weapons now and Allen Robinson and Burton there and and, uh, OJ Jordan Howard in there and running back so when you look at the things that they can do in this uh, Bears offense it's definitely behooves that uh, Trubisky is going to be better than this. And in relation to that, you have Alex Smith, the Redskins, leaving Matt Nagy. And we know the year that Alex Smith had, surprisingly in fantasy last year, produced in a lot of games, did disappear, however, in the middle of the season. I'm, I'm afraid going to the Redskins, they're not really loving this swap here for Alex Smith in his situation. That's why he's back down. A guy that I'm going to be a little bit higher on in shorter term, and I mentioned that, is Tyrod Taylor. The running ability, the weapons now with Jarvis Landry and uh, Josh Gordon there in Cleveland. I'm really going to bump him up in the short term, but yeah, longer term, you don't think he's going to do anything beyond this year with the Browns investing either number one or number four overall pick in a quarterback. Blake Bortles is a guy to watch. I just don't know if there's going to be as high volume as you need to be here with the running game improved there with Andrew Norwell joining uh, Leonard Fournette in front. But there are some weapons there that you can look at in uh, Dante Moncrief, Austin Sparing Jenkins. So not bad for Bortles. I just don't see a high upside there. You look at Andy Dalton at the Bengals, and uh, you know he's been pretty streaky in putting up some numbers. I'm just not thrilled. The prospects maybe of Tyler Eifert and John Ross being healthier to help A.J. Green. So really cooling off on Dalton. And I can see why he's right there with the rookie quarterbacks. And then Case Keenum is the last guy I mentioned with the Broncos here 
in between those rookie quarterbacks. Keenum set up to have the starting job, but we don't know how long he's going to have it here with the Broncos are also looking at a quarterback early in draft. So there you have it. There's a look at your early dynasty consensus keeper rankings on fantasy pros and breaking that down to see what we think about all this. And there's a lot of ways to go before we figure out the rankings here specifically for 2018, but you got to start thinking now and planning and you have to go in your draft mode as teams go in their dynasty mode as well for the draft. So there you have a comprehensive look at that. And we'll look at the running backs, wide receivers later this week as well. So for Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Check me out again on sportingnews.com, on Twitter at Vinny Iyer. And we'll have a lot more of advanced scouting here of fantasy football and Locked On Fantasy Football throughout the offseason. Check us out and all the great podcasts on the Locked On Network.